This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome. This is the One Year Bible Reading for November 12th. We are in the book of Ezekiel today, starting at the beginning of chapter 24. On January 15th, during the ninth year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, write down today's date, because on this very day, the king of Babylon is beginning his attack against Jerusalem. Then show these rebels an illustration. Give them a message from the sovereign Lord. Put a pot of water on the fire to boil. Fill it with choice meat, the rump and the shoulder and all the most tender cuts. Use only the best sheep from the flock and heap fuel on the fire beneath the pot. Bring the pot to a boil and cook the bones along with the meat. Now this is what the sovereign Lord says. Destruction is certain for Jerusalem, the city of murderers. She is a pot filled with corruption. So take the meat out chunk by chunk in whatever order it comes, for her wickedness is evident to all. She murders boldly, leaving blood on the rocks for all to see. She doesn't even try to cover it, so I will splash her blood on a rock as an open expression of my anger and vengeance against her. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, destruction is certain for Jerusalem, the city of murderers. I myself will pile up the fuel beneath her. Yes, heap on the wood. Let the fire roar to make the pot boil. Cook the meat well with many spices, then empty the pot and burn the bones. Now set away the empty pot on the coals to scorch away the filth and corruption. But it's hopeless. The corruption remains, so throw it into the fire. It is the filth and corruption of your lewdness and idolatry. And now, because I tried to cleanse you, but you refused, you will remain filthy against my fury until my fury against you has been satisfied. I, the Lord, have spoken. The time has come and I won't hold back. I won't change my mind. You will be wicked or you will be judged on the base of all your wicked actions, says the sovereign Lord. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, I'm going to take away your dearest treasure. Suddenly she will die. Yet you must not show any sorrow. Do not weep. Let there be no tears. You may sigh, but only quietly. Let there be no wailing at her grave. Do not uncover your head or take off your sandals. Do not perform the rituals of mourning or accept any food brought to you by consoling friends. So I proclaimed this to the people the next morning, and in the evening my wife died. The next morning, I did everything I had been told to do. Then the people asked, what does all this mean? What are you trying to tell us? So I said to them, a message came to me from the Lord, and I was told to give this message to the people of Israel. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I will desecrate my temple, the source of your security and pride. Your sons and daughters in Judea will be slaughtered by the sword. Then you will do as Ezekiel has done. You will not mourn in public or console yourselves by eating the food brought to you by sympathetic friends. Your heads must remain covered and your sandals must not be taken off. You will not mourn or weep, but you will waste away because of your sins. You will mourn privately for all the evil you have done. 
Ezekiel is an example for you to follow. You will do as he has done. And when that time comes, you will know that I am the Lord. Then the Lord said to me, Son of man, on the day I take away their stronghold, their joy and glory, their heart's desire, their dearest treasure, I will also take away their sons and daughters. And on that day, a refugee from Jerusalem will come to you in Babylon and tell you what has happened. And when he arrives, your voice will suddenly return so you can talk to him and you will be a symbol for these people. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, look toward the land of Ammon and prophesy against its people. Give the Ammonites this message from the sovereign Lord. Hear the word of the sovereign Lord, because you scoffed when my temple was desecrated, mocked Israel in her desolation, and laughed at Judah as she went away in exile. I will allow nomads from the eastern deserts to overrun your country. They will set up their camps among you and pitch their tents on your land. They will harvest all your fruit and steal your livestock. And I will turn the city of Rabbah into a pasture for camels and all the land of the Ammonites into an enclosure for sheep. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And the sovereign Lord says, because you clapped and stamped and cheered with glee at the destruction of my people, I will lift up my fist against you. I will give you as plunder to many nations. I will cut you off from being a nation and destroy you completely. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And the sovereign Lord says, because the people of Moab have said that Judah is just like all the other nations, I will open up their eastern flank and wipe out their glorious frontier cities, Beth, Jeshemoth, Baal, Meman, and Kiriatham. And I will hand Moab over to nomads from the eastern deserts, just as I handed over Ammon. Yes, the Ammonites will no longer be counted among the nations. And in the same way, I will bring my judgment down on the Moabites. Then they will know that I am the Lord. And the sovereign Lord says, the people of Edom have sinned greatly by avenging themselves against the people of Judah. Therefore, says the sovereign Lord, I will raise my fist of judgment against Edom. I will wipe out their people, cattle, flocks with the sword. I will make a wasteland of everything from Timon to Dedan. By the hand of my people of Israel, I will accomplish this. They will carry out my furious vengeance, and Edom will know it is from me. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. And the sovereign Lord says, The people of Philistia have acted against Judah out of revenge and long-standing contempt. Therefore, says the sovereign Lord, I will raise my fist of judgment against the land of the Philistines. I will wipe out the Carathites and utterly destroy the people who live by the sea. I will execute terrible vengeance against them to rebuke them for what they have done. And when I have inflicted my revenge, then they will know that I am the Lord. On February 3rd, during the 12th year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, this message came to me from the Sovereign Lord. Son of man, Tyre has rejoiced over the fall of Jerusalem, saying, Ha! She who controlled the rich trade routes to the east has been broken, and I am the heir. Because she has been destroyed, I will become wealthy. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I am your enemy, O Tyre, and I will bring many nations against you, like the waves of the sea crashing against your shoreline. They will destroy the walls of Tyre and tear down its towers. 
I will scrape away its soil and make it a bare rock. The island of Tyre will become uninhabited. It will be a place for fishermen to spread their nets, for I have spoken, says the Sovereign Lord. Tyre will become the prey of many nations, and its mainland villages will be destroyed by the sword. Then they will know that I am the Lord. I want to pause here and tell you a little bit about the city of Tyre, which was a very wealthy and very powerful city uh, that being a harbor city was um, pretty much unable to be uh, isolated because it could always be resupplied by the sea. Um, and so when the Nebuchadnezzar came against this city, it took him 13 years of siege uh, and he was only able to destroy the mainland part. And it was part mainland and part island. Um, we're about to hear some very specific prophecy that was not accomplished by Nebuchadnezzar, but over 200 years later by Alexander the Great. He literally took the stones of the mainland city of Tyre, threw them into the sea, making a bridge and utterly destroying the island of Tyre that no one thought could be destroyed. Um, and it is a pile of rubble to this day. So you're going to hear more specific prophecy about that. For the sovereign Lord says, I will bring King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, the king of kings from the north, against Tyre with his cavalry, chariots, and great army. First, he will destroy your mainland villages. Then he will attack you by building a siege wall, constructing a ramp, and raising a roof of shields against you. He will pound your walls with battering rams and demolish your towers with sledgehammers. The hooves of his cavalry will choke the city with dust, and your walls will shake as the horses gallop through your broken gates, pulling chariots behind him. them. His horsemen will trample every street in the city. They will butcher your people, and your famous pillars will topple. They will plunder all your riches and merchandise and break down your walls. They will destroy your lovely homes and dump your stones and timbers and even your dust into the sea. I will stop the music of your songs. No more will the sound of harps be heard among your people. I will make your island a bare rock, a place for fishermen to spread their nets. You will never be rebuilt, for I, the Lord, have spoken. This is the word of the Sovereign Lord. And indeed, that did happen exactly as predicted. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to Tyre. The whole coastline will tremble at the sound of your fall as the screams of the wounded echo in the continuing slaughter. All the seaport rulers will step down from their thrones and take off their royal robes and beautiful clothing. They will sit on the ground trembling with horror at what they have seen. Then they will wail for you, singing this funeral song. O oh, famous island city, once ruler of the sea, how you have been destroyed. Your people there with their naval power once spread fear around the world. Now your coastlines tremble at your fall. The islands are dismayed as you pass away. For the sovereign Lord says, I will make Tyre an uninhabited ruin. You will sink beneath the terrible waves of enemy attack. Great seas will swallow you. I will send you to the pit to lie there with those who descended there long ago. Your city will lie in ruins buried beneath the earth, like those in the pit who have entered the world of the dead. Never again will you be given a position of respect there in the land of the living. I will bring you to a terrible end, and you will be no more. You will be looked for, but you will never be found. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Hebrews chapter 11. What is faith? 
It is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. God gave his approval to people in days of old because of their faith. By faith, we understand the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. God accepted Abel's offering to show that he was a righteous man. And though, although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us because of his faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up into heaven without dying. Suddenly he disappeared because God took him. But before he was taken up, he was approved as pleasing to God. So you see, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that there is a God and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It was by faith that Noah built an ark to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about something that had never happened before. By his faith, he, was, he condemned the rest of the world and was made right in God's sight. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in a tent. And so did Isaac and Jacob, to whom God gave the same promise. Abraham did this because he was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that Sarah, together with Abraham, was able to have a child, even though they were too old and Sarah was barren. Abraham believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man, Abraham, who was too old to have any children. A nation with so many people that like the stars of the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. All these faithful ones died without receiving what God had promised them, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed the promises of God. They agreed that they were no more than foreigners and nomads here on the earth. And obviously people who talk like that are looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had meant the country they came from, they would have found a way to go back but they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a heavenly city for them. Psalm 110, a Psalm of David. The Lord said to my Lord, sit in honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. The Lord will extend your powerful dominion from Jerusalem. You will rule over your enemies. In that day of battle, your people will serve you willingly. Arrayed in holy garments, your vigor will be renewed each day like the morning dew. The Lord has taken an oath and will not break his vow. You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. The Lord stands at your right hand to protect you. He will strike down many kings in the day of his anger. He will punish the nations and fill them with their dead. He will shatter heads over the whole earth but he himself will be refreshed from brooks along the way. He will be victorious. Proverbs twenty-seven fourteen: If you shout a pleasant greeting to your neighbor too early in the morning, 
it will be counted as a curse. And I can tell you the truth of that proverb in my own home, trying to wake up my kids in the morning. All right, I have a blessing for you to end our time together. It's from James 1.12, which says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. May the Lord give you gritty perseverance to stay the course and continue onward. May he give you moments of replenishment that refresh your soul and renew your perspective. May he use your wisdom and experience to bless those who now walk where you've walked. And may he inspire fresh faith to trust him in this place he has you. You're blessed to be a blessing. You're under his charge and under his care. Walk on in faith today. Have a beautiful day. Love you all.